Hi, I'm Janet. After years of trying to figure out the film industry, making some gains, only to see them dwindling away, I finally got my shit together and I made $85,000 my first year in the film industry in Los Angeles. Creating a career in film does not need to be a struggle. You can start in your city. I want to teach you my process and teach you how to do it. You'll see that you really can live that extraordinary film lifestyle that only the film industry can provide. Let's go. I was talking to somebody um, at our Atlanta um, uh, get-together, and I can tell by the energy that there's just the disbelief. Like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm so, but there's the disbelief this disbelief that they are going to be able to get to the levels that they want to get to. Now, I'm not the one that has the disbelief. They have the disbelief in themselves. And this has got to be, you got to bring this from the unconscious into the area of awareness. The unconscious is like, is, is really what's running the show. But the way to bring the un because the unconscious is just like the quick synapses is just like, oh, without even thinking about it, this is the way of the world. And it can be thinking like, I don't belong. I'm not sure about this. I never, you know, achieve anything amazing in my life. It could be just any quick, like, just like thing that feels like a total belief. Like this is who I am. I never, whatever it is, that's unconscious. And we need to now through this, um, reinvention formula thinking, reinvent our thinking so that we start to question some of these beliefs, some of these ways that we feel about ourselves. We want to start to question them. My notes I take while I'm on set. <laughs> you know why? Because my thoughts are aligned with what the, what's going on in the world when I'm on this set. When I'm home, I can't access it quite as well, although that's a thought too. But when I'm really on set, I'm really just watching and I'm really noticing. I'm really in the zone for you guys. And that's when I'm taking these notes. I'm like, ah, yes. The DIT, Casey, who I love who um, I've worked with, I've known for 20 years. We just, he just like, Janet, the first time I met you was 2003. And he was a PA and I was a sound mixer. And he's like, 2003, can you believe that? I love Casey. Since then, I forgot that he was a PA. I just know him as this just amazing DIT that I love. And um, he said, uh, uh, <laughs> okay, I'll th I got to tell you the whole story, but I'll, I'll tell you this part first. He said, quote, unquote, the reason why I'm so good is that I fucked everything up once. And he's like, he goes, yeah, Janet, the reason why I'm so good is because I fucked everything up once. Do I plug this into that? No, I do not. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, that's so funny. And immediately I'm like putting that in there in my notes. I'm like, oh, that's so perfect. And, um, cause I, I fucked up actually. He saved my ass on uh, this two day job. I fucked up and it was like unintentional fuck up. Here I am uh, on set. We're rolling. We're doing some stuff with this kind of like a celebrity talent. And I'm resetting the file name on my recorder. And when I do that, there's a button that if I press it, it puts on the slate meaning, meaning the slate mic, which is this microphone that mutes all the other channels and it uh just makes my voice the only one that's being recorded 
like it me at the recorder is all that was recorded instead of what I was recording on the set as we were fucking rolling so I'm changing the scene name and this has happened to me before but it never um happened while I was actually rolling and of course I have a backup recorder okay so very smart of me a lot of people don't have that that saved my fucking ass many times so um we're rolling and all of a sudden I change the state and, and then I hear I hear I see all of my channels going like moving up and down because it's like it's getting my voice instead of what we're recording on set so they're all like amplified for my voice I'm like oh shit oh fuck uh Tamara oh shit I'm like I, I can't get this thing off I can't get this thing off and that's what that's what's being recorded and then I finally figured I, I, I did know what to do but I was panicking and I was pushing the button I'm like it's not coming fucking off and um then it came off and I'm like oh shit I'm like wait okay so what just happened here I'm pretty sure that was recorded. Okay, um, we're gonna keep rolling. I'm not gonna tell them to start start over. It was like two reads in the middle of a long take. I'm like, okay, so I think that it didn't go down on my ISO. I that wouldn't have gone on my ISO track, so I should be fine. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Also, it should be on my backup. That should be fine. So I'm just like, okay, we're gonna go after this take. I'm like, I'm gonna check it. So after that take, we didn't, I didn't have time to check it. We're going into another take and another take. And then after all that, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to make the decision not to say anything. Because you're always like, okay, should I say something or not? Should I stop it or not? You stop it. It's not a good thing. You know, it was like, oh, sound fucked up. What's going on? You know, so, but when you have to stop it, you have to make that decision and fucking stop it. Because if you're recording crap, then or you know something that's no good and they think that it's good they think they got it oh you're gonna hear about it later and you've just fucked them I know I'm swearing a lot I'll stop doing that so much okay so um but I I thought okay so it's probably okay in my ISO track so then we finish those takes I check my I then I listen back to it which I need a couple minutes to do that and um I saw that my voice was recorded on all of the tracks, including the ISO. So my master recorder, it on those two reads, and there was probably 10, 10 reads during that take, you know, doing the, now try this, now try this, now try this. I'm like, fuck. Okay. I'm like, but I did this on my main recorder. The, I got another backup recorder. There's no way that my voice went onto that recorder. That one should be fine. Although I'm not monitoring that recorder. I'm like, hopefully there's not a buzz. Hopefully the levels are there. Hopefully everything sounds okay on that one. I'm like, okay, I don't know why it wouldn't be. Should be fine. So then I go talk to Casey, the DIT, that said, I fuck every, the reason why I'm so good is that I fucked everything up once and then I know not to do it again. So I talked to Casey. I'm like, hey, um, we're going to use the backup on this take because this happened while we were recording. And he's like, okay, uh, no problem. Like, it's an hour long uh, backup recording. He's like, oh, okay, kind of unusual. But that thing, I, I just let it record. I'm just going to, I'm not, gonna, like, even when we're not even rolling, I'm like, that thing is always going to record. And so he took it, dumped it in there. It's fine. And I'm like, hey, so we should probably let Post know. So he writes up an email and he includes me in it. And he, he says, 
uh, the sound mixer, we just want a heads up, the sound mixer didn't record this one take, and so we used the backup file, which is fine, and it's all sunk up for you, but just wanted to let you know what's going on, and sent that off. And I'm like, wait a minute, that was not the case. He didn't really understand, because I don't understand his job, he doesn't understand my job, and that was the other point that I want to tell you. Nobody really understands anybody else's job. They kind of do, but he thought I didn't record that take. I'm like, I recorded the fucking take, but... At that point, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to tell him, hey, by the way, you got that all wrong. So I sent a message to the post. I'm like, okay, by the way, this is what happened. The take was recorded, but my, my button got stuck while we're recording. That put my slate mic over two reads 10 seconds during the recording. So just know that it is there and you've got the backup, which is a master and perfectly fine. And then I listened to my backup after I gave him he was working on it. I listened to my backup and it was fine. Totally fine. So there's a little like, holy shit moment. Not my fault. It's not like I wasn't paying attention. Not like I was just, it just, these little things can happen sometimes. Another little note I have here, the, well, I was on set yesterday is Clint came up and he, he makes a joke. He's like, he's the, he's the um, first assistant camera. He's a focus puller. I love Clint. I've probably known him for 20 years and he's such a nice guy. He's one of the loved guys on set, just like Casey, loved person on set. I'm like, so are you going to be on the, on the Thursday, Friday job? Cause we have another job that Casey's going to be on that I'm on that the first AD is on. This is all just totally random. Like it's a different company, different director, Thursday, Friday. And it just happens that the production company and the director also works with us and hired the first AD, the DIT and myself were all coming together. So I asked Clint, cause I thought, hey, maybe the DP is also gonna be on this shoot. Well, he's not. And the, the first AC is staying with the DP. He's, I'm like, so you on this, this job on Thursday, Friday? He's like, no. He's like, um, it's probably one of the 80% uh, of the focus pullers that are better than me that are on the job. Like make this totally self-effacing remark. Although you know he's good, I know he's so loved and, um, but still, he's just so self-effacing. He's like, yeah, you know, they haven't found out that I'm not really good at my job yet. So it's probably one of the other 80% that some, he said something like that. And I'm, and I said, it's so funny how none of us really know each other's job. We just know that we like that person and we all do the job good enough, like, well, and that we just keep getting hired back. But what's getting us hired is always our personality. And he's like, man, that is just so true. Anxiety thoughts, these little scared thoughts, these little self-doubt thoughts, they're not the truth. They're just what you've been creating in your head. Got to get out of your head. Yep. So then I was talking to the production supervisor on this job yesterday. And um, her name is Melissa. And so funny. She... As I was negotiating with her before the job, she used one of my lines that I tell you all the time. She said, well, actually, I'm a newer production supervisor, so I'm not so sure if, you know, if what they have bid is appropriate for the job. So I'm going to let you kind of give me direction here. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. See, you guys, when, when you guys are starting and you're brand new and you're doing a job that you haven't done before, that's a craft job, like production supervising, you know, it's basically running the set logistically. That's a big job. It's a big job. Like first AD is a big job. Like sound mixing is a big job. Like DP is a big job. 
Like these are jobs that are like integral to the running of the production. So she's, so she, when you're doing a craft job and you've never done it before, whether it's a big job or not, you always want to tell people if you feel like it's appropriate that, Hey, I'm a newer at this job. You know, I'm a newer second AC. So let me know if there's anything that I need to be thinking about for you. And what that does is it makes people go like, oh, I get it. All right. And they tend to take you under their wing and they're kind of tell you a little bit more and nurture you along instead of judging you because you should know that because you're doing that job and you should know that. And that's the other half of it. So it can either go like nurturing you on the job because you let them know up front, hey, by the way, I'm a little newer at this. Is there anything that, you know, I might need to know to do a great job for you? And then that they're going to be like, oh, versus not saying anything and like lunch is late. Hey, lunch is fucking late. Or another thing, you know, um, forgot the locket box or didn't know that I was supposed to do that with a locket box. Okay, you not knowing is not a fucking excuse. We got a professional job here to happen. So exactly same person, but one of them sets up a little bit of understanding in the beginning and the other one just doesn't say anything because is scared and doesn't want to show that you're brand new. And therefore, when you mess up, people are like, you're getting fucking paid for this. You should know this already. You shouldn't be getting paid 650 bucks if you don't fucking know this. And that is the difference that a lot of people, and I remember people treating me like that when I started. And I remember thinking that about other people that are doing the job that are getting paid the money and it's really annoying to people that are professionals when people are getting paid that money and they don't know the basics. You're like, what the fuck? Okay. So how you handle that because you're all going to be going fast and you're going to be in situations where you don't have some of the basics down because you just move so fast and somebody gave you the opportunity because you have the great fucking attitude so what you just want to do is just set expectations at the very beginning. Hey, I'm a, I'm a newer so-and-so. I'm a newer wardrobe assistant. I'm a newer, I'm a newer PA. So she said that. And then um, I was talking to her at the end of the night. And um, she's like, she's like, yeah. I'm like, so, you know, what do you want to do? Are you going to move into producing? She's like, yeah, I don't really know. I just kind of fell into this job. I'm like, interesting like well it'd be great if you know what you want to do because you can go there faster and she's like oh yeah that's actually a good point <laughs> guys people on said this is a production supervisor <laughs> you know she's like yeah I just kind of keep doing the job and then she just kept kind of talking she's like yeah you know it's kind of hard and I'm doing a lot of new things and I haven't done it before and it's like really kind of stressful and I've got all things and I'm pretty stressed out a lot and I'm like okay I got a story for you. One time I caught myself with this stressful conversation happening in my brain. Like I'm driving home, talking to my mom and I'm like saying to my mom, oh, I hope today's not gonna be stressful. Guess what it was? It was stressful. And then the next day I'm like, uh oh, hope it's not gonna be stressful. Guess what it was? It was stressful. That's because I was calling it stressful. So I'm looking for things that, that are happening during the day so that I can call it stressful or I'm evaluating it through this filter of stressful. And she's like, Oh, wow, that that makes a lot of sense. What I decided what I was never going to use the word stressful again. 
that word is not going to exist because it doesn't help me do the job. Things are going to go the way they're going to go. Why do I need to be evaluating everything through this filter of stressful? I'm just making it stressful. And she's like, you know, you're absolutely right. She's like, when it's very busy, I, um, and I, I say that it's stressful. I actually slow myself down. I go into my head and I judge myself and I think that it's not going well. And she's like, and I just get into this really weird place where I can't get out of it. And things go much slower. I'm slowing it down because I'm calling it stressful. I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, call it anything else but stressful. Call it something that, because it, it, that things are going to happen. They're going to happen for all of us here. going to happen for her. Things are going to happen. Things are going to get piled on top of each other. So how do you want to think about it? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, it could be exciting. It could be like, let's rock and roll. It could be like, this is what I made for. It could be like, I got this. It could be like, I'm the right person for this job. Give it, give me, give me more, give me more details. I can take it. I can handle it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And that will allow your brain to be like proactively taken on this job when it gets more um, busy then holy shit this is stressful and then you're like a victim to it she's like oh my god thank you so much i'm gonna use that forever she's like oh my god breakthrough this shoot that i did muddy tuesday so i just came back from atlanta driving to the shoot and i call my mom how long are you gonna be in this business (laughs) she's like how long are you gonna be in la Worried about the fires, worried about the wind, worried about that you've, you know, you've, you've got like seven hours of sleep and now you're driving to a film shoot. And I'm like, she's like, so when are you going to retire? Aren't you going to retire? I'm like, mom, I'm doing what I love. This is an exciting life. This, this, this career has given me everything. I fucking love it. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to quit it. I'm going to go as long as I can. I I see another 10 years. She's like, oh, why do you have to do that? I'm like, mom, you just want me to, I didn't say this to her, but I'm just saying it to you because I wrote this down in my notes. She just wants me to work in retail and like make like 10 bucks an hour. (laughs) But she doesn't want that. Then she'd be like, oh, you stand too long. She just wants and this is what they want even when you're making like you know my best year combined all of our assets all the stuff I've worked for 1.7 million dollars a year even when you're making 1.7 million dollars a year thank you uh they still want you to live a little life your family even when you're doing really well they're really proud of you believe me they are you know and they will be when they see you guys on these sets working with celebrities. They're going to be like, oh, my God. They were so amazed. Um, but they always just want you to be safe and have the life be so easy for you. But that's the opposite. of it's, If you have make it easy, then you're going to have the most boring life. And you'll be so miserable because you won't have grown. We want the challenges. We want the obstacles. Be happy when you have challenges. Be happy when you're working with your own brain. So I'm grateful that it's hard for me. And I'm grateful that it's challenging for you too, or it's hard for you. We can do hard things. We can do, we can take on any challenge. And we know that's what's going to make us amazing. Thanks for listening today. And if you have a moment, could you please leave me a review? I would love that. And make sure you head over to friendsandfilm.com slash join and sign up for my free mini course on what you need to know to find opportunities and start making film and acting work come to you. I'll see you next week.